Okay, episode 13 of the Go Local podcast. The finale for now. Finale for now. I'm your host, Andrew Zolden. And I and Jacob Biden. <laughs> the last time we'll be saying that for a while, but boy, has it been a wild mm-hmm. ride mm-hmm. all leading up to yeah. this grand finale episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, 13 episodes is 13 weeks, which is three months. That wow. is three months, a long time. Summer flew um, by. You know, this episode we hope will be a nice reflective, you know, some new content, of course, but also very reflective tone uh, to give kind of the listeners one last send off for sticking with us whole time. Uh, get some inside jokes in there. You know, very obvious. Uh, obviously, we start off um we go back to Michael's, which if you've been listening all this time, you understand why that's has a deeper meaning to it. Uh, and just, you know, having a nice little send off for, for season one, though, season one, season one, send off. We go back to Michael's. We interview Barstool Chief and we start off by answering some of your guys questions mm-hmm. that you posted on Instagram. So without further ado. We will get to those questions. At the end, I think we got some people to thank. We got some things to talk about, which we definitely will. But right now, we want to get to these questions. First question we'll go over. David Sachs wants to know, Jacob, what's the best advice you can give for staying clean while eating a messy meal? So a little irony in this. I think he knows if you've seen a lot of the pictures that we've taken in front of restaurants, I usually end up with something on my shirt. I would say telling this to myself almost, um, definitely eat slowly, take your time, you know, after a few bites, drink a glass of water, slow yourself down and then uh, good napkin placement as well. Um, napkin placement <laughs> yeah. is key. Are you a lapper? A nap- yeah, napkin lapper. lapper? I think it has to hit a certain niceness of a restaurant to be a lapper. Like at Michael's, I was not a lapper today, but for the majority of the time, yes, at a restaurant, I'm a lapper, um, <laughs> but definitely I would say go slowly. That's good advice. <laughs> so then David also asked me, Andrew, what's your best advice for dealing with people who don't understand your sarcasm? And the answer to that is just cut those people out of your life. Wow. It's real simple. Oh, if, okay. if you don't understand sarcasm, get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If you don't understand sarcasm, you got to be careful. because I could... think the question was your sarcasm. My, It is my sarcasm. That's a good question. So, <laughs> so my sarcasm is a little interesting. I got my own kind of tone. If you don't understand it, the best way is to have like you or David or someone else kind of be like, hey, this is kind of how he acts. Yeah. This is how he talks. Right. I think that's the best or way like to Or like someone, someone to quickly laugh right after. Yeah, it's quickly laugh and let people know that they're joking. Next question is from longtime listener, big time fan, Kathleen Accord. Mm. She said, why didn't you review Rainforest Cafe like you promised? Uh, I can take this one. Um, So it it sounded like a funny idea in theory. Uh, Definitely a unique place to go. But (laughs) throughout the day, it was actually funny. We both realized it at the same time. First of all, it was like a super long trek for both of us. Neither of us are working in the city. So that's downtown. One. There was one right. downtown. Downtown in the city. True. Sorry. Um, Lincolnwood represent. Then we checked uh, the price of the food, about double of what we're usually trying to spend at these meals. And, you know, the entrees were in the $25, 30 range. And then third, 
on Yelp and other any other respectable reviews. Shout out Ryan, shout out Evan. Yeah, shout out all of our Yelp and Put friends. Um, out of any respectable review site, it was just absolutely trashed. The food was just trashed. So the experience might have been fun. We can't comment on that. But the three factors that you maybe are thinking about when deciding to pick a restaurant just failed. And then we texted each other within seconds that, hey, maybe Rainforest isn't yeah. a good idea. <laughs> Tell me this is too soon. We cut it out if it is. Yeah. I also think it might have been on fire, so it wouldn't have been the best time to go. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. <laughs> I saw a meme today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't talk about that. But Okay, the next question, my friend Morgan, can I come on the show? No, you cannot. <laughs> Simple answer. Uh, if, we, if we were still going for the next couple yeah. weeks, then maybe yes, That's but right, right now the answer is no. The final question from the Chabad Mizzou rabbi, how is life? <laughs> life is good. We got some podcasts. Jacob's moving to New York to work for the NBA. Life is good. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I have not met him, but. You will. Yeah. You will. <laughs> In time. So now we'll move on to. So that was the responses on my Instagram story. Yeah. We'll move over to the Go Local one. I didn't know we were supposed to post on uh, social fine. media. Our social media manager didn't, didn't reach out it. to you. Yeah. So, so the first one on there, Lindsay Wasserman wants to know, when will we be back? Yeah. So. This is a tough one. We haven't fully thought about it. Thinking aloud here on the podcast live, I would say, I think we could probably get every once in a while, maybe phone in with each other if we, you know, if for that's, fun. Yeah, yeah, I think more for just insiders, maybe like a little subscribe if you really want to hear us once a, a month or so, once a month or something. Um, and then you know, down the road, uh, if we end up back in the same city, which could be sooner rather than later, or could be. Years from now, <laughs> uh, it could be something we do. We'll rekindle it. We have yeah, to. Why yeah. wouldn't we? I don't think. I don't think this is the last you've heard of us on the mic. Uh, but like Andrew Luck, for now, we're done. Yeah. But yeah. Physically, mentally, we can't handle the Go Local podcast. <laughs> Logistically, I would add. Abby Schwartz wants to know our favorite moments of, and she's calling it like what we've called it, season one yeah. of Go Local. Favorite moment. We'll, we'll say favorite moment. That's what she said. So, I'll go first. For me, I think the clear number one probably is having Mark Titus call into the podcast. We called him. It's not really. He didn't call in. We called Mark. Having Mark Titus in the podcast. On. On the podcast. <laughs> in a, online. In line. Uh, Mark Titus on the podcast was awesome. That was That was like a kind of surreal moment yeah chills mm-hmm. and then the next one was a second uh, a close second would be the Chris Robleski interview oh I like that that's yeah childhood hero on the pod I like that I'm trying to think what mine is <sighs> number one I really like Chuck Swirsky I liked interviewing him yeah I think my top specific moment is when Chuck Swirsky said yeah. there's a lot of podcasts out there that run through the motions, but your podcast is really good. Your podcast like is that, really unique. I like the tone of it. It's like, your podcast is really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was shocked. And then another great moment, which you will actually hear in the next interview, is our guest, Barstool Chief, Ryan Brandell, had some stuff to say about St. Louis. Stuff that I strongly agreed with. Yeah. So that was fun to hear his opinion on that okay. as well. Yeah. So both of us guest moments, which is how this should be. Next question. Allison Brown. Favorite restaurant out of the ones that we went to? 
So I'll take this. Are we taking this as favorite restaurant just in general? Let's go food. Let's go food. Or like, okay, so favorite food. Just favorite restaurant we went based on food. Michael's. Michael's for you? Yeah. It was the only one that gave a 10. I'll stay true to that. I think mine's got to be Once Upon or Walker Bros. Okay. I'm going to go Once Upon. Because even though we're talking strictly food, Walker Bros is really expensive, which kind of dampered my day when we were there. Yeah. So I'm going Once Upon. And we went with Evan, which That's was true. fun. That was fun. Not that uh, Walker Bros <laughs> wasn't fun with our friend David and our friend Jeremy. But, ooh, and also... Dear Frank's is really... F- Ooh. Dear Frank's is Yeah. Good. Michael's food for you, mm-hmm. and probably Once Upon Food for me, but Dear Frank's experience. Yeah. If you're going to hold it, just... That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. That guy is great. Okay. Yeah. Sammy Cohen. This is a question for me. Yeah. What's Jacob like off mic? That's interesting. He's the same guy. He's fun. He's kind. He's messy. Uh, he's the same guy. You you guys would all love hanging out with him. I've had a great time podcasting with him. So yeah, he's a great guy off yeah. the mic. He's a little shorter than you'd think. <laughs> Five nine. <laughs> but yeah, he's a great guy off the mic. Sammy Cohen also wants to know how's Randy. Randy's doing really well. That's Jacob's dad. For those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, just had a big birthday. Yeah. Um. So he's doing. He actually just got back from Qatar. Ooh. He was in the country of, and it's all he keeps pronouncing it Cutter. Mm. Nope. <laughs> but he was there. Eh. Still don't think it's right. <laughs> so, hey man, it's a, I think it's right. <laughs> so Randy's good. Randy's doing really well. So he's he, back uh, from Cutter. He's back from Cutter. Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter. That's a coach in the <laughs> NFL. Not anymore. Maybe, okay, but uh, he's Sammy, the offensive coordinator for the thanks for Raiders. Uh, oh really? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Um, thanks for asking. He's doing really well. That you, Sammy, uh, I can share with the listeners. Sammy and Randy. Sammy's an old, one of my oldest friends, and Randy have kind of had an. How old is he? Randy? No, Sammy. You said Sammy's one of your oldest friends. How old is he? He's twenty-three. Oh, you meant like you've been friends with him for. A He's also time. one of my oldest friends. <laughs> That's actually funny. But they uh, they have a nice relationship. They've been sharing each other book recommendations, sharing with each other book mm, recommendations. Mm. So I thought I'd let him. The listeners know that. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy also wanted to know, what's something about each of you that may surprise the folks at home? (laughs) Um, Something that may surprise the folks at home about me is... I can't think of anything. Can you think of anything? Hmm. I... This might not be that surprising. But I really, I enjoy uh, musicals. Hmm. I don't think people knew that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I think it's Loki. I'm not a, I'm not an avid follower. I think it's hard because it's hard to get to the theater. It's a little expensive. Um, but the ones I've been to, I mean, I really enjoy. And then anytime I listen to music, I'm down. I, my mom loves it a lot. So when she puts on music from some shows, I'm, I'm into it. Have we talked about how I'm obsessed with the Marvel movies? Do people know that? They know I've seen Endgame a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I actually didn't even know. That's a good answer for you because I didn't know the level of your obsession until yeah, this I'm, summer. I'm obsessed. So, there. Me, Marvel movies, you, musicals. Mine's a little manlier. But <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a little more open-minded. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Biggest Grossing Movie All Time. <laughs> all right. Kratz, your buddy, wants to know, what is your routine for a night on the town? Let's start at 5 o'clock. Okay, so we talk in. Are we gonna say college or post? post Not in the town. So just shy town. 
Shy Town. Okay. D Rose. So this summer, uh, it would in, <laughs> it would include at five o'clock. You know, probably get figure out dinner. What I'm gonna do for dinner? So it's either eating dinner at home or going out with some friends. Then coming back, shower as you can imagine. Doesn't take me too long to get ready. Throw on some clothes. Grab a pack of White Claws. <laughs> Last few weeks I've been strictly <laughs> going White Claws. Um, trying to cut hard alcohol out. <laughs> it's a little too strong for me. Um, get some white claws, uh, <laughs> meet up with some friends. And then we, this summer we've been hitting old town. So that's, uh, he's moving to Chicago soon. So he'll start picking up this routine. 80 proof, <laughs> nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, we did need some singing in there yeah. for the last episode. Nate Rogers wants to know college or NBA basketball. Which do we prefer to watch? I think no matter what I'm watching, I say I prefer that one. Like, if I watch a good college game, I'm like, oh, my God, college is so much better than NBA. And then I watch the NBA game, and I'm like, oh, my God, the NBA is so much better than college. So whatever's piquing my interest at that moment is probably my answer Mm -hmm. for that question. I would have to go NBA probably. Yeah, NBA. But I think um, I will say, obviously, college, like, like you said, like if you're getting a good March Madness game, it's right. tough to beat. Exactly. But I think the level of basketball in the playoffs is is unbeatable. I'm like, a bigger Bulls fan than I am Mizzou basketball or other college basketball fan. Mm-hmm. It's definitely root harder for the Bulls, but it's pretty even with me, which which I prefer to watch. And it all depends on the game. If I watch a shitty college basketball game, I'm like, the NBA is way better. There's not really shitty NBA games, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's shitty teams playing, but there's never, like, bad. Yeah, like, there is. Like, maybe the Bulls at the end of the season when they're benching when everyone. Teams, yeah, when teams bench everyone. But, like, at the beginning be. of the season, every, everyone's good. Because when it starts veering into, like, G League, Summer League yeah. basketball, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Nate also wants to know the worst restaurant we've ever been to. I think that might mean all time. Mm-hmm. That's tough. It's, like, really hard. I don't know if I can answer that for you, Nate. <laughs> Worst. I'll take the Kevin Kaminsky answer there. And say I can't uh, can't choose one of those. You guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the first episode. <laughs> but yeah, I I have to agree. I don't think I really can think of a worst restaurant that. I've... Oh nope, I got one. There's a place in Columbia, Missouri. Who hot? It's the worst restaurant in the whole world. Number one. <laughs> what kind of place is that? Indian. It's like. Have you ever been to Flat Top Grill? No. Where you like put all the stuff in. It's like stir crazy. Okay. It's like stir crazy, but it's the worst ingredients ever. It's the worst food I've ever had, hands down. Okay. It, it, it's number one worst where you like put all the stuff in your bowl and then you give it to them and they cook it up. Terrible. Jesus. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Who hot sucks. <laughs> and the final question from Matthew Levitz Which one of you is Big Cat? <laughs> which one of you is PFT? Obviously, talking about bar stools, part of my take. More on that in our interview with Chief. But this is what I'll say about that. I think I'm a little bit like Big Cat. I don't think you're like PFT. I don't either. So I don't know if we really have that question. I mean, answer. Yeah, I mean, no. It's If it were if you were to have to answer, you'd obviously be Big Cat. And right, if we, were to, if we were to have to, yeah. then that would be the answer. But I don't think we're like them. You know, we have some similarities... But I think we're more like like Big Cat and Titus. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. 
You're kind of like Mark Titus a little bit. So, I wouldn't want to ever be considered PFT in the sense that I just it's just unfair to him to ever. <laughs> he's True. in his own world. Too high of an honor. Yeah. So. Well, that was asking questions to the hosts, yeah, the co-hosts. I had fun doing that. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad people had some questions. So we're not ranking anything. Which kind of seems sad. Mm-hmm. Should we do an emergency ranking? Let's do episodes. Okay, episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's just give top two. Top two episodes? Yeah, because if so, we do three, that's like half of what we've done. Okay. So I've been saying it a bunch of times. Number one, episode seven. We brought Jay Waz on. Robleski. Yeah, that was a good one. Fuck, what would we review? Jay Waz, Robleski. That was Walker Bros, because Jay Wise came with us to Walker Bros, but he didn't review Walker okay. Bros with us. Jay, yes, and I hadn't been in a while. So that's my number one. And I would say number two was episode one with, with Kevin, I think. Oh, getting things going? Yeah, I think just always the first time. I, I It was just so funny to let you're like, we're doing, I'm like, right, doing a podcast. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. So, so episode seven and episode one. So for me... Chuck Swirsky, which I think was... Six. Six? Yeah, after Sylvie. After Sylvie? Yeah. Episode six with Swirsky was number two. Number one, I'm actually going to say this episode, because I think to enjoy a finale and to really like feel the need to have a big finale had to have been something special leading up to it. Yeah. And I think one through 12 was great, which is why we got to have a big 13. Yeah. So, 13, number one, six, number two. And then, honorable mention, I really liked interviewing Rachel Tenner. She has some really cool stories. Yeah. Since then, she's been nominated for an Emmy. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller shouted her out. So, uh, if you come on our show, good things happen. Yeah. <laughs> what else has happened <laughs> to the guests? Um, Robleski's been selling underwear. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Swirsky's been still on the radio. Nothing the bad's happened to anyone. Yeah. Let's see. Kevin, I assume, had a great summer. Great summer of camp, true. Yeah, so come on the show. Good things happen. <laughs> Hopefully, Bert Chagin's movie does really well. So, I think that's going to do well. <sighs> yeah. And, you know, I was going to let you do it again, but I think I'm going to do it in honor of tradition. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to our interview with Barstool Chief. Now, welcome on to the Go Local podcast, Ryan Brandell. You know him as Barstool Chief. Ryan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So the first thing we always do with our guests is we kind of allow them to explain who they are, what they do, how they've kind of gotten to where they are. So take it away. Yeah, sure. So I, uh, I've been with Barstool Sports for a long time now. I started covering the Blackhawks for them uh, right as the 2013 uh, Stanley Cup run started, so that April. Um, and that was kind of a tryout. And the message from uh, people like you know Dan Katz, who's you know Barstool Big Cat, who's a huge celebrity now, was, you know, if people like you, you can stay. And I guess, you know, I did a good enough job and um, – or he just didn't want to fire me because that would have been awkward. And I'm still here. So I started, you know, I was doing mostly hockey, a um, little bit of football. And then the job became uh, more serious uh, this past January because uh, four of us here in Chicago uh, started doing it full time. And we opened up a satellite office 
over in Ukrainian Village. And, and uh, yeah, it's our full-time job now. We have a couple of podcasts. One's called Redline Radio, focuses on Chicago sports. And the other is called uh, the Chicago Dog Walk. It's a daily podcast where we just kind of talk about whatever interests us, from conspiracy theories to interviewing kind of, you know, blue-collar people around town, garbage men. Uh, managers at fast food restaurants, just kind of uh, people who don't normally get a lot of shine, but have some things to say. So it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been going pretty well. That's good. So I'm curious, um, how did the group of guys that are now full time come together? Each of them, uh, you guys all, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it was all we all kind of have a, a individual story. Uh, none of us knew each other before Barstool. Um, I think. You know, the four of us had, or three of us rather, had our own kind of blogs on the side. And, you know, we had we're all, we had all been stoolies and, and readers of the website. So we submitted writing samples and, um, you know, kind of got our foot in the door with a tryout or uh, an outright offer. And, you know, we had a White Sox guy, a Cubs guy, uh, myself, and then Eddie, uh, who started off as an intern, uh, as the Bears guy. So... Uh, yeah, we all just kind of were doing the, the, the part-time thing for a while. I was covering our respective teams. Uh, but, yeah, it was totally, you know, it, we'd all been writing for a while in one way or another and uh, managed to get in early kind of on the ground floor with Barcelona Chicago way back uh, with, with Big Cat in 2013. Uh, so you mentioned a lot about like the individuality of Barcelona Chicago versus kind of the whole thing. Is the end goal to ultimately all be in New York, or do you like the Chicago no. entity? The, the the opposite. So uh, the the idea is to make Barcelona Chicago the number one media company in the city. So there's no plans for us to go to New York. Uh, nobody wants us there, and, and we don't want to be there. So we're we're trying to you know kind of have a, an outpost or a you know a, a western front, so to speak, for uh, for you know this market and you know for advertisers. And you know, there's a lot of opportunity here in Chicago. It's a major city. It's a great sports city. Uh, and then you know we always have you know Big Cat kind of in our corner uh, as the, you know he's in New York, but he's a Chicago guy, so. You know, we, we're kind of planting a flag out here with the hopes that we're able to make it, you know, very, very big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we're we're local Chicago guys, too, kind of starting our own thing as well. So we definitely appreciate the, the want to keep it Chicago-based, even though there's such a huge, huge following. So what were some of the difficulties of being not full-time versus – Obviously, now you're in the office together. Like, what was some of the tough things before this past January? Uh, you know, it it really wasn't that that tough. I mean, it's um, you know, there's a little bit of an apprehension uh, when started getting some notoriety or or whatever that I really wanted to keep my. Uh, I had a whole different career. You know, I was working in a you know different different industry and. Kind of, you know, I was a little bit nervous about keeping some anonymity and, and my, my personal life uh, private. And, you know, that, of course, doesn't work because stoolies are, are nuts. Um, and they, you know, they find things out. But it's been fine, you know. Or, you know, it, I, I don't really like complaining about it because or, you know, talking about different challenges because uh, there's there was not a better company in, in, in terms of media to work for, in my opinion. So 
I feel very fortunate, you know, so there were times that, you know, if I'm covering the Blackhawks in the playoffs and it goes to, they're playing out West and it goes to triple overtime, well then, you know, I stay up late and then get up at, you know, 4.45 or 5 to blog it before I leave for, for my real job at, you know, 7.30. Um, so there are, there, are, there are instances like that, but, you know, what are you going to do? You know, that's mm-hmm. part of the, part of the gig. So part of that, you know, that grind. And I was, I never felt like it was a burden because I always felt like I was like, wow, I get to write, you know, for Barstool and I don't have an editor and I can say whatever I want and craft my own voice. And, um, it's just on me to, you know, get it done. So I always just found a way to get it done and, you know, happy to do so. So you guys mentioned, um, trying to make Barstool Chicago the biggest media company in Chicago. What are some ideas or things you guys are looking to get into beyond just the podcast and blogging? Or is it mostly just making those just the very best they can be? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly part of it. I and mean, we'll have some announcements about some changes to the podcast coming up here uh, in the next few weeks. Um, but that podcast is, you know, the podcast market is, is big and, and growing. So, you know, we want to be the place that people – they want to hear. They want to hear us Monday after a Bears game. They want to, you know, they want to hear from Carl uh, about, you know, the Cubs stretch run here, the White Sox rebuild. They want to know from me if the Hawks are back, and they're not going anywhere else. They are coming to us first, and because we're delivering, you know, the best, the most, and and you know, we're out working and everybody and trying to be funnier and more relatable, and and that's kind of the goal. So it's it's just you know, and, and we're you know, we're slowly but surely you know making some waves. So. We'll, we're going to start doing some more video content, uh, things like that, especially with uh, gambling being legalized here. Um, coming up, hopefully soon, will be official. But you know, so or sports gambling rather. So we'll do some stuff around that. But yeah, we're uh, you know, we're, it's just it's just slowly but surely like uh, growing our brand and um, and making Barcelona Chicago a thing. So we're we feel like we've got you know all the tools at our disposal and, and, you know, full support of New York and just kind of up to us to, to keep grinding and make it happen. So something that I think is really cool about Barstool is the fact that when you're a professional sports writer, you kind of lose that fan feeling that you had growing up or maybe when you were in college. But what's great about Barstool is you guys are still fans of the teams that you cover. I think that's what, stands out most in terms of sports coverage but what do you think about the whole not being a fan of the team you cover thing i mean it, it's made it the opposite for me where i know that there are like beat reporters who are like oh like i you know i can't cheer for the team and whatever i cheer for them harder because <laughs> i know that you know and i've i've personally felt it because hockey is still somewhat of a niche sport here in chicago where there's a there's a ton of people who only pay attention when the playoffs roll around, so that means there's only a handful of people who are paying attention to me for a month if they make it, or two months if they make a deep run. So when they don't make it and they're terrible, that really impacts like my bottom line. Uh, it's, it's less t-shirt sales, it's you know fewer page views, it's less downloads. Like I am more passionate and more invested in the teams than ever. And I love, and I've always loved when they win, and you know, and I get down when they lose, and it's just made my, you know, my fandom even stronger because it does, you know, I want people paying attention to the Blackhawks, and the more, and that because that's more eyeballs on me. So I never really 
understood why there were beat reporters who would say, even if they weren't like your team, who would say that they don't care if they win or lose. Because I don't care if you're writing for the Tribune or the Athletic. You want the eyeballs, and the eyeballs are largely tied to, to wins in a lot of cases. So I have my core audience, but I want to grow it, and it's a lot easier to grow it when the Hawks are good. So, And same thing for the Bears. You know, we talk about if the Bears didn't have a great year last year, maybe we don't even go full-time, okay? So, you know, it, it's – I am more invested in, in our teams than ever before. I don't, I don't miss anything um, – when it comes to the it comes to the Blackhawks, I try not to miss anything for uh, the Cubs and and the Bears as well. So it's uh, stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's kind of how I feel as well. I think Big Cat does a great job with that being still a fan, which is why so many people follow him and so many people are into it. So where where's the name Chief come from? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a long story, but. You know, I had, uh, I don't even really want to say it, but I had some buddies, like, and, you know, we were kind of, like, talking shit, and I was saying that I was good-looking, and I had a buddy who said I looked like the uh, the local mascot. They were the, uh, they were the Chiefs, and they said that my profile with my nose looked like the Chiefs, uh, so that, that was in, uh, that was in college, and, and so that nickname just kind of stuck. And then I, uh, um, so then like when I got this, I was trying to remain anonymous. I wanted something with, uh, you know, related to Indians or Blackhawks or something like that. So I, that felt appropriate at the time. But if I could go back, I would just be Barstool Ryan. But it's, obviously it's kind of stuck. Well, now now yeah. you're kind of just Barstool problematic with the, with the Yeah, team. I mean, for real. But it's such a, you know, it's a prominent thing. So you know, for, that, that nickname is just people just call you a chief all the time. So for, for a little bit. Sorry, for, yeah. for a little, I thought you were like the head of the group. I yeah, like, I thought they were going to like, I thought you were going to say I was talking shit. They were like, oh, sorry, yeah. chief. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm just fucking good looking. And they're like, you're not good looking. You're ugly. You look like that high school's mascot. And uh, so that, that was really the story. My so. friends, so my friends this year started giving me shit because they were telling jokes. And I was like, you know, that's really not funny. And they started calling me, like, commissioner, which became Roger Goodell, Goodell's, but then, like, the commissioner of the jokes. But yeah, thankfully, okay. thankfully, that did not stick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe if they listen to this podcast, they can bring it back. They don't bother you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They listen. <laughs> so they'll hear. <laughs> so if you don't mind us asking, if you don't mind saying, what area of Chicago are you from? I grew up in the western suburbs, so out by St. Charles, um, and then I live on, uh, I live actually over in Ukrainian Village now. I walk, I get to walk to the office every day. So you might have some different answers than some of these questions we usually ask. What's your uh, go-to Chicago dog? What place? You know, I don't, I don't really have one because I was, I was out, out in the burbs, so I haven't really found uh, a good one yet. I'll get one from uh, Fatso's, which is, you know, down the street, but I don't have, like, your... I don't have a strong opinion on, like, if you were talking to Barcel Eddie, he'd have, like, his top ten, you know, in a ten-mile radius from his house. And that's just, that's just I can't provide that to you. <laughs> uh, moving, going back to the Hawks, obviously you're the Hawks guy of the group. We're not the biggest hockey guys over here. 
Um, so I'm just kind of curious going into this season. I know it's been a down couple of years. What's like the hope? Um, who are players to look out for? Um, and just kind of a mini preview of the season. I know it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the hope is that Taves and Kane can kind of repeat the career years they had last year, and then they get better goaltending uh, with Crawford hopefully being healthy, and they signed a pretty big-time goalie in, in Robin Leonard, so that position should be stabilized for the first time in a couple of years. They add it to the defense. Uh, the, the hope is that you know the offense kind of picks up where they left off last year, maybe even improves a little bit with some, with some depth down the lineup so they're not totally reliant on uh, Taves and Kane but, and to bring it. And then, you know, the defense just gets a little bit better, and hopefully that's enough to have them squeak into the playoffs. But they're going to be right on the border um, of making it or, or not. And, uh, you know, for guys to look out for, um, I think Dylan Strom is just – they traded for him uh, beginning of last year, really just scratching the surface. He spent the, the entire summer here getting stronger, working uh, with uh, Patrick Kane's personal skills development coach, um, and same thing with the Brinkett. So I, I think that he's he's going to take another step, and the Hawks need him to. And then you know they have a couple of really intriguing young guys who are going to try to make the team. Uh, they have a, you know third overall pick this year, Kirby Doc. He he has a chance to make the team. Um, you know as an 18 year old, and then the guy they took the year before that is Adam Bolquist, which he's kind of fighting an uphill battle from a, a depth chart perspective, but. He could very well force his way into the lineup as well. Um, and, and if that happens, if those guys earn spots, and suddenly the Hawks, you know, they, they got a lot of talent. So it's, it's probably not a Stanley Cup caliber team, but the hope is that they can find a way to get back in the playoffs. And, you know, I think everybody's ready for that. Well, that'll make your job much easier and also make it more, more fun. Like, yeah, it's much way more, more fun when they're good. So mm-hmm. I don't like complaining. I like to be the positive guy. So I hope they're good and and uh, you know we get back in there. I want to get serious for a second. Uh, how much We're do you serious the whole time? <laughs> no, you'll you'll hear what I mean. How much uh, do you fucking hate the Blues? Because I hate the Blues. Uh, I mean, that was bad. That was a bad. It was you know. I hate the Bruins too, and that's basically because of Barstool. That you know, that's such a big city for us, and prices out there, and they just they win everything. So I was like, every every game, it was like it didn't matter like what the score was. I found myself rooting for the team that was losing because I was like, I I hate these guys. I hate the other guys. But yeah, I mean, I I hate the Blues too, and part of it is you know they were trash the whole first half of the year. And it was like they were right at the bottom of the league with the Blackhawks, and then they fire their coach, um, and all of a sudden, you know, they bring up a new goalie, and all of a sudden they, they, they go on like the hottest run ever over four months and win the cup, and it just it makes you sick. So because you look at that roster, and I'm like they're not like that good. They're not that much better than the Hawks. But then you know, but they play as a team, and they got the the, the goaltending and. Defense kind of stepped up, and it's just like it makes it, it made me sick. So I hate I hate them. I hate Nashville. Um, you know, I, I have like newfound hatred for a lot of these teams in the Central now that the Hawks are looking up at them. Where I used to just like dismiss them. Like I can't be bothered with the Predators or the Wild or any of these you know loser teams. But now 
Now it's like you're in a fight with them all the time. So I, I've started to hate them and their idiot fans on Twitter. So I graduated from the University of Missouri this year, so you can only imagine in Columbia what it was like. I wouldn't... Oh, you're... Yeah, it must have been awful. Starting in April, I wouldn't go out until after the game was over. I couldn't deal with being at the bar with, with the games on. It was just absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's... And, you know, they probably didn't even care until April, too. They're a bunch of bandwagon idiots. So, um, yeah, it, it, was an all, it was a miserable spring. They look forward to the playoffs all year long, and then, you know, you know, watch the Blues go through the whole the whole run, and... It was, you know, disgusting, annoying. So I'm, I'm ready for the news. We're six weeks away or so from hockey, and I can't wait to turn the page on last season. Yeah, I agree. I, I, if I hear the word blue again, and I hate Michigan also, so that little combo is just terrible. The blues and go blue. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, a, uh, I got a logistical question for the company. Okay. Who, and I don't mean person, but like a name, who runs the, like, Barcelona Chicago account? Because when something's posted that's worthy of Barcelona Chicago, it is reposted within a minute. It is extremely impressive. I, are you guys just on your phones constantly, on Twitter constantly? Well, we were, okay? We, you know, I we kind of split those duties for the first four months or so, maybe five months, and then we found this, uh, we found a couple of interns who were, you know, kind of already in the Barstool uh, network and that college program. And they, they've been doing the Barstool Chicago for basically the whole summer. And they've been, they've been unbelievably awesome at it. Both, both the Chicago and the, uh, the Redline radio account have, have really grown. And I don't, I mean, I could tell you their names, but it, doesn't really matter. <laughs> For interns. But shout out, shout out Charlie. And uh, so Charlie's done a great job with that. He's a kid from, uh, I think he's from Barrington originally. And um, so he's going back to school, but I guess we're going to keep him on board uh, while he's, while he's at school. So yeah, we're, we, we're, we're all a little bit older. The four of us, I'm in, you know, you got four, three guys in their thirties and Ed's 29 and we're not, you know, Social media is not like necessarily our strong suit, so we got uh, we got some of the kids to be able to do that for us. Makes total sense. I'm sure you saw the video of the very Chicago guy helping the coyote puppy. Yeah, yeah, I got tagged in that like a hundred times. <laughs> that I laughed so fucking hard at that video yeah. because it's just like an exaggerated Chicago accent saying just perfect. insane yeah. things to a, a puppy coyote. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we have, uh, on our show, we have, we have Miller Lite as our presenting sponsor and Carl and Eddie have like created these characters to do our ad reads called Frank and Tony. And they basically are just, they are just that guy. And they just talk about how great Miller Lite is and, you know, all of our Napleton auto dealerships and all that, those kind of things, but they all do it in the, the Frank and Tony yeah. deep Chicago accent voice. So that I can't even really do that well. So, um, but yeah, no, that was a, that was a great video. Yeah. Is Eddie's, uh, is Eddie's accent, how exaggerated is that? Because I mean, when he does his like bears review at halftime and stuff, it sounds almost as thick as when he does the Frank and Tony accent. I mean, is that yeah, just- so he, I mean, uh, he kicks it into gear a little bit for okay. Frank and Tony, but his like neutral is pretty, you know, yeah. pretty heavy Chicago. So, yeah, and you know, he's from the Northwest side, and you know, he's been he's probably like the eighth generation of people talking like that. So, 
uh, you know, it's, it's deep in his blood. Yeah. Whenever uh, I start talking in a little Chicago accent, my, my friend down in Missouri, he'll, he'll be like, uh, hey, Chicago, what do you say? Get some Italian beef and hot dogs today. Like, that's his, yeah. <laughs> that's his go-to, making fun yeah. of Go Cubs Go and the accent. Yeah, well, all Go Cubs Go is a banger. And <laughs> Italian beefs are great, so that kid jokes on him. <laughs> Shy time for life. <laughs> so... <clears throat> We have some wrap-up questions that we kind of always do that are a little different because, you know, we kind of are a little more North Shore. So, favorite Chicago sporting event to attend? All things are the same besides, like, you're being at the game. Uh, say that again. Favorite Chicago sporting event to attend? Like, obviously not Bears Super Bowl. Like, all things are the same except... Oh, like a know. normal, like, regular season game? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think for me, you know, uh, I just love hockey so much, and I love the Hawks, and that, that environment with Jim Cornelius singing the national anthem, it, it's, I don't know, it's like, a, it's a special place, and when that building gets rocking, it, it's tough to beat that, so I'll go Hawks, number one, uh, and close second is, you know, a nice day at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Um, favorite, do you have a favorite uh, championship of the three, the 2010, 2013, 2016? Uh, well, that 2015 team, you know, they're all different in a way because, like, 2010 was was pre-Barstool, but I was, like, 24, and, you know, like, your first championship, you know, it just seemed like it came out of nowhere almost, and Mm -hmm. that was so special. 2013, you know, that run kind of changed my life. You know, it got me kind of cemented into Barstool, so I have, like, a special place in my heart for that one. And then 2015, uh, I've become, like, really good friends with Scott Darling, so when they won the Cup, uh, I got to party with the Cup. Like, I was on the, the, the party bus going around, spraying champagne, mm-hmm. drinking out of the, you know, I yeah. carried the Stanley Cup. Did you um, have a chinchilla you know. with you? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. It's, like, crazy how much it's grown since then. Uh, and obviously, YP, like, he's, he had an unbelievable, like, that, I love YP, so that was the only part of the, the Blues winning that I was okay with. Yeah, I love the uh, and, outdoor and, show. And, and happy, and happy, like, genuinely happy for YP, he's such a good dude. Um, but, you know, the rest, yeah, but, like, being able to do that in, in 2015 was, you know, incredible. So, I don't know, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to choose. I'd probably, I guess I'd probably go 15 just because, like, uh, what am I doing carrying around the Stanley Cup? So uh, <laughs> that was, you know, once-in-a-lifetime type situation. So I'll, I'll let you give a Chicago answer for this and then overall answer for this. What's your favorite Barstool segment? Uh, what do you mean? Like a, like a bit that anyone does or a show, like the outdoor show, the rundown, or like Redline Radio, something you guys do. Like what's something that's a recurring segment that you're like, all right, this is fucking hilarious. I love when we do this. A recurring segment. Well, I love PMT. So PMT is like a must listen. I never. I listen to basically every single episode of PMT. Um, Us too. <laughs> yeah. You know they just they do so many good like they do so many good things. It's like like the guys on Chicks is always funny. They always make the Mount Rushmore's funny. But 
now that we're coming up on football season when they do like their their version of the uh, yeah. the rundown the fast, no, the, <laughs> or the like, fastest the two, minutes. two minutes, yeah, yeah, the fastest <laughs> two minutes in sports. I think that you know that cracks me up because I like grew up on yeah. Chris Berman and Tom Jackson, like the you know watching them before Sunday Night Football uh, got started. So at the end of the day, and I you know. I loved that show growing up, and then, you know, to see them parody it, and just, like, you know, how ridiculous they are, the things they say, oh, I mean, they're just, they're, like, geniuses. Those two guys yeah. are legitimate, like, entertainment, comedic geniuses. There's nobody like them. They're, they're a powerhouse, so I'd yeah. say that, I'd say that, you know... My top three would all be different things from, from PMT. Okay. So we find ourselves all the time, we'll be like, oh, let's do this on the episode. And then we'll be like, shit, the part of my take already do that. <laughs> or we kind of like do rankings before every episode. And we were like, all right, let's rank this. And we're like, fuck, they just did a Mount Rushmore about that two days ago. They yeah. literally have cut, co- like, there's nothing left to do. They have covered everything. Well, I mean, it's, look, they didn't invent ranking things, right? right. So, I mean, you could, you or Mount Rush, but they're like parroting how... Yeah. Like ESPN does the Mount Rushmore's like for real, uh-huh. so but then it becomes real for them. It's like it starts off as a joke and then it becomes like a real thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like rip off their bits, but like, you, hey guys, you're allowed to rank things. It's just like what they do is like. Oh, we still do it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just because no one could, no one could ever copy them and like do it as well or better. So like, have at it. Okay. We're telling if we ever get sued by part of my take, we're telling them that Chief said we could do it. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah. You got another one, Jake? Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. You know, yeah. the last thing we always do is kind of let our guests ask us any questions that they may have. Well, that's what we do. Maybe ripped off that from Red <laughs> Oh god. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like, what, what's uh, what's the plans for you guys? I know you guys are a local podcast. So how are you? You're going to have, like, what's the next step? So we kind of are splitting up. You know how I mentioned to you that this was, like, going to be the end of our first season, quote, unquote? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jacob is actually, he, he can tell you. He so likes to I'm talk mo- about it. <laughs> I'm moving to Jersey in two weeks. Gross. To get it. No yeah. Offense. I know. No, it's okay. I'm working for the NBA as a production trainee. So it's a good opportunity. But yeah, so it's a little hiatus for now. Don't know if I'll be gone forever, and if I came back home, uh, I think we could pick it back up. But in terms of the long-term plan, I mean, Andrew's been taking the podcast. He's already started his own, another podcast um, in addition to this one. So he's- Yeah, so one of, our, one of our guests early on is a former uh, Ohio State basketball player from Deerfield, Joey Lane. He just graduated. Okay. And him and I kind of started a, th- a thing. It's called Drive the Lane, and we've had, like, Jared Sullinger, Aaron Kraft, because they were all in town for the TBT. We're oh, actually okay. releasing a new episode tomorrow with Jalen Brunson. So that's kind of my podcast branch that I'm still going off of with Jacob heading to the NBA. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's a pretty, pretty impressive guest list there. Yeah. Send him our way. We'll talk to Brunson. <laughs> he, he, he was an okay interview. I'll, I'll tell you that much. He's pretty yeah. bland. bland. Jalen Blanson. Okay. All right. Hope he doesn't listen to this. Jesus. <laughs> All right. That's really it for us. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, anytime, guys. All right. Go local listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the food review portion of episode 
13. But this is going to be a little different. We're not going to give our scores again for Michaels just because we hate to say it. They're very similar to last time. Uh, Jacob, what what did we give it last time? Gave it a 67. 67. was not our lowest. was not our highest. Let's talk about our, our, our list of all the places we went, though. Right. So, Michaels actually would be... Sorry, Lauren, my cousin. We're counting it up. Okay, Michaels would have been um, ninth. Ninth out of 13? Out of 12. Out of 12, right. Okay. So, as we go down the list, start off, Country Kitchen <laughs> comes out with 77. Um, first place. Second place, Dear Frank, 76, and a tie with Sushi Kushi. Okay. And then a big drop-off to a 71 for Portillo's and Walker Brothers. And then in sixth place, Foodstuffs with a 70. <laughs> Seven Barnabies with a 69. And then Once nice. Upon a Bagel with a 69. Nice. <laughs> and then coming in after that, Michael's 67. Buff Joe's 66, our first one. Tenth place, Mizrahi <laughs> and Claim Company round out 11 and 12 with 63s. So, so what's a, let's say, what, what's, let's first, before we go on to Michael's, biggest surprise out of that list. Biggest surprise is Country Kitchen being number one mm-hmm. and Sushi Kushi being up there as well. Yeah. Because the the top three are Sushi Kushi, Michael's, or Sushi Kushi, Dear Frank's, and Country Kitchen, and Country Kitchen which are three completely different restaurants, <laughs> which kind of shows that our system kind of worked out. You know, the service, I think it was service and price and value that really kept all these restaurants away from an 80. What I will above. say, what I definitely will say about our ranking system is I think it was perfect for a podcast, but it is not good for, it's not the best for like actually recommending a place. I, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Like it makes for great conversation. I hope the listeners agree. That might, but uh, I think it makes for really great conversation because you're really touching on some things that you wouldn't necessarily touch on in a, an ordinary food review, but it's definitely oh, when you're thinking about the score, like Country Kitchen, the ba- because the maybe because the bathroom was so high or, or something like that, where right. it's like that's not really why you're going to the restaurant. Right, and if you think about like Buff Joe's, which is down to the 66, got like a four on the bathroom. And if like, we gave so, it an yeah. eight on the bathroom, let's say, all of a sudden it's up at like 70 and it's in our top five. So you know, it's things that that they matter obviously to the integrity and to the full. Service part of a restaurant, but if you're going just for food and just for like a quick meal, you probably have Michael's, Buff Joe's, and Once Upon, which are near the bottom of our list, up towards the top. Right. So it was a good, it was a good experiment. You know, we right. kind of shifted towards just hitting like Highland Park places, right. but the more we realized it, or the more we investigated, the more we realized there's a lot of really good food in Highland Park. And there's a lot of really cool, successful people from Highland Park. Yeah. So while we thought we were going to have to use the whole North Shore, we really were able to get a lot of guests from Highland Park. And we could have definitely kept going. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, there's a lot. We had a lot more people on the list that we would have hit. Maybe if managers called us back. Yeah, managers called (laughs) us back. Full discretion, I I was grinding behind the scenes (laughs) trying to get some big name people. I was on the phone with managers, agents. You know, I felt felt pretty Hollywood. (laughs) I think we also kind of realized maybe with, you know, your other podcast too, a lot of these guys, a lot of these people, I mean, take away the LeBrons of the world, the very top of the top. A lot of these people not only are available to do podcasts, but want to, will enjoy it. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want to come on and, and talk, talk about themselves and tell a little bit, about especially with us. Cause we were talking about stuff from their lives growing up right. or, 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 uh, 
what's the word? Nostalgic yeah. stuff. So they definitely wanted the unique twist. They right. wanted to talk about where they liked going as kids or what they like to do when they come back. So like as much as Swirsky just absolutely lives for talking about the bulls and every last thing about the bulls in the season, and whatnot, I think it definitely was very, we, we saw that it was very refreshing for him to talk yeah, about a hot dog, exactly. <laughs> you know, or talk about his old times with the Raptors and yeah. whatever. So, so Michaels, <laughs> the <laughs> service bad again. Yeah. You know, they had kids bringing out the food <laughs> Uh, they switched it around, and now the salad area is where Yogan Fruz right. and Dippin' Dots and the drinks at one point used to be, which actually made for a lot more space. Right. So the service in terms of like bringing out the food that system they have is, is terrible, but the people are so nice. Right. Like I, I don't know the guy's name who we took the picture with, yeah, but, but he's a we know his face. Yeah. He let us come behind the counter and take a picture, which you'll see. Shout out Austin Brown, my favorite uh, Michaels employee. Yeah. <laughs> Of um, course. Yeah, I, I think there's still even we saw someone next to us um, get uh, get the order wrong, <laughs> and and my I always get the Caesar app and the Caesar app when you're eating when you're dining in like I don't know why but for some reason it always takes a lot longer than the regular meals, um, which can be kind of annoying. But you know the service, so they the, the the kinks we gave them a couple months, but the kinks have yet to fully be worked out. Yeah. Sir, service at Michael's, the grade comes from the bringing out the food. It doesn't come from the speed. It doesn't come from, like, cleanliness or, or the people there. It comes from the poor expediting yeah. of, the, of the system. Right. Something something always in the chain of events that lead yeah. up to a perfect deliver. I, I think I probably would have bumped my food to a 10 this time. Yeah. I think I gave it a 9 last time. You gave it a 10. Sure, we kept it there. I, you got the Caesar wrap hot dog and fries again that we shared, even though we kind of got an order and a half to share. Uh, I got a hot dog and the chicken tenders. Yeah. So, because I hadn't had the chicken tenders since I was a young boy, mm-hmm. and I said, "Can I get the kids' chicken tenders?" And he said, "We have an adult version too." And I said, "Okay, give it to me. It's our last. Yeah. It's our last episode." So it's just the best hot dog. The bathroom didn't change. You know how we felt twenty minutes later didn't really change because it's the same food does the same stuff to our body. Um, but yeah, the service, I don't know. The, like you were saying, if we're, going- you know, I would, I actually would have bumped up price and value today. Cause they, the, yeah. Cause they, I just added a full or half. They added a half order of fries option, which was one seventy nine, which meant my order didn't break. If I were to just get Caesar wrap and fries, which meant my order wouldn't break 11 bucks, which is something that's yeah, feels so the price un- and value would have gone uncharted up. territory yeah. for Michael's and they give you a substantial amount for the half order. So I highly recommend, um, getting a half order yeah. when you go there. And I didn't even really see a difference in the half order. The yeah. Order. Cause they're still loading but, it up. But no way they made a mistake. Like that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, were you joking? I couldn't tell. How do they sarcasm? <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, David. But so, what was very cool to me with this podcast experience was hearing the guests recommend the restaurants that we had been to already or planning on going to. Like, people said Country Kitchen, so we eventually had to hit it. And then other people suggested it once we went. People said Michael's when we had already been. People yeah. said Walker Brothers and yeah. then Once Upon. So we really hit the guests' favorite restaurants. That was usually a... Uh indicator of what we were that was yeah. kind of how we chose like 
oh, what was your favorite? What's your favorite place to come back in town? Oh, Portillo's or Michael's? Like, oh, we should hit Michael's. We hope you noticed that we tried to make the rankings relevant to the guests right. as well. Like when we had Bert, we ranked our favorite guests. Yeah. When we had Rachel Tenner, North ranked Shore North Shore movies. Things like that. Yeah. Chicago athletes, Sylvie. Yeah, we were good. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we didn't do on the show that you wish we did? Um, you know, okay. I mean, this, I don't know how realistic this would have been, but there was talk of creating some sort of, it would have been a different type of episode. Would have been copying part of my take again, but creating like a narrative type of story, like telling some sort of North Shore story with using different voices. I mean, we didn't really have a specific idea of what we wanted to do, but I think it would have been really cool (laughs) to like get an interview. I mean, I don't even know what we could have done. I'll try to think of like an example, just some sort of like North Shore story that had to do with things we've been talking about and to get on people and then create sort of like. You know, like you hear like those serial podcasts, um, you know, like a documentary type. I would have liked to do a live podcast somewhere at one of the restaurants we did or somewhere that was like, hey, come and do the live spot here. We tell our friends to come in. We do the live recording in front of them. That would have been something cool. Yeah. That's something in the future I would like to do is kind of not not live like it's live radio, but live like in front of a an audience. An audience. Yeah. That's something I've done with my my other podcasts is, is done in front of a little bit of an audience, which... Really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Drive the Lane, episode two. Is it the Lane family was all in attendance. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I think it would have been fun to do it in front of all of our friends. Mm-hmm. We really could have done that easily. Even if we just did it at our house, it's something that would have been doable. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that we owe some thanks mm-hmm. to. Should we go in order? Let's see if we can name all the guests in order. Should we go in guest first? Yeah. So we'd like to thank Let's Kevin see. Kaminsky. That's it. Jeff Bazaar. Jeff Bazaar. Rachel Tenner. Joey Lane. Joey Lane. Mark Silverman. Sylvie. Sylvie. Chuck, Chuck Sorsky. Chris Robleski. Chris Robleski. Jesse Rogers. Jesse Rogers. Number eight. Who's number nine? Jesse Rogers, number eight. Okay, ten was Bart. Okay, then nine was Blake Peters. Blake Peters, sorry, Blake. Ten was Bart. <laughs> Ten was Bart. Eleven, Bert. Bert. Remember, we had Bart, then Bert. Yeah. Bert Chaykin, thank 12, you. Twelve, Patrick Flavin. Patrick Flavin, thank you. And this episode, thirteen, Ryan Brandell, Barstool Chief. Chief. Wait, we said that very fast. <laughs> thank you. So thank you to those guys. Thank you to our guest rankers, mm-hmm. Jeremy Wise. Max Goshen. Max Goshen. Josh, Josh Pollock. Pollock. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you, you. Christian, Christian Carney, Carney for the celebrity music. Chris uh-huh. for the intros and outros that we have used throughout this. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you for dun, 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 dun. to Mason Ramsey for not letting his uh, his legal team sue us. His old town road sue us. Uh, <laughs> ooh, one more thing that I wanted to bring up that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. I have a bone to pick with Spotify. Taylor Swift's new album. Not every song needs to be in the top fifty chart right now on Spotify. Yeah, that's not Spotify's fault. Mm, yeah, it is, because I know that that's not how it's being listened to. I think they're pumping it in there to try to get you to listen. No. It's not indicative of what people are listening to. You're underestimating the Swifties, man. Mm, just whenever a new album comes out, all, all the songs are in the top chart. Yeah. Which like shows when the new, that they're not doing anything to When it. the new Chance album came out, was every right? single Chance song was I in I just do not... Wait, say that again? Like, when the new Chance album came out, every single Chance song was in the top 50 charts. Okay. Which is, un, like... And then within like three or four days, they're gone. Okay. 
and the good ones have stayed in. That makes complete sense. But it's not. It doesn't look like that on the Billboard Top 100. There's not an album worth of songs. Okay, but Spotify is based on streaming, so the volume of a popular, awaited album is gonna have all of its songs because people are gonna say, "Oh, new chance album." I'm going straight through. Yeah, I just don't. Whereas then like, they need like, no one, they, they, they need like a hot fifty and a and a stream fifty. They have a viral top fifty. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I stand corrected, and yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Just, I mean, I, I feel you. It's it definitely throws you off when a new album comes out, but that's definitely how it works. With I mean, Taylor Swift, everyone's gonna listen to her album. It's like an event. Same with Chance. Same with when Drake comes out with a new album. Yeah. I just I was some a, people. I, have I was on a run today, and I usually do like the top fifty when I go on a run. And it was just Taylor, 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 and skip, skip, Taylor, 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 so Taylor, like Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. I, I kind of like the songs. I don't like running to songs I'm hearing for the first time. That's fair. So, we'll give it a listen the reason I said that was because, thank you, Post Malone, for Sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mason Ramsey's legal team for not yeah. suing us. Thank well, you to, let's see if I can get this right, Dear Franks, um, Michaels. No way you're going to get all of them. Not all the restaurants. I was going to first do people that let us behind the counter to take a picture. Oh, Dear Franks, <laughs> Michaels, Claim Company. Claim Company. <laughs> uh, let us behind the counter to take pictures. Um, thank you to Country Kitchen for our top review. Yeah, that's true. Which was... Excellent service. Um, who else do we have to thank? Thank you to our parents. Definitely our parents. Who For me personally... Us. Letting me use the car. I, I don't have my own car, so let me use the car to travel different uh, to ever wherever we needed to go. Whether that was the restaurants to your house all the time. We had two, a couple different studios that we recorded out of. Shout out Crowlitz for letting us use his basement for the Shout Patrick Flavin interview. Yeah. Was- <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely um, letting us spend all this time and to do this. Which was- Shout out to everyone. Who gave us people's contact information yeah. to get in contact with the guests? <laughs> it helped. That was definitely helpful. So, as we sign off yeah. for a final time, if you're gonna go, go, go local. local. <laughs>